Hi, I'm Heather Knight, and this is the Surviving to Thriving podcast. One in four women will experience severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. We're going to discuss the taboo topic of domestic violence and the tools our thrivers have used to succeed in life. We want you to know that you are not alone in this fight. Please keep listening if you or anyone you know has been impacted by domestic violence. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to thank our sponsor, Night Protection Services for making this podcast possible and all the support they provide our cause. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Surviving to Thriving podcast. Today we are doing a solo cast, so it'll just be me, you, and the microphone. Today we're going to talk about teen dating violence. As many of you have heard on past episodes or on different podcasts that I've been on, a lot of where Surviving to Thriving came from was my own personal experience in domestic violence and the abusive relationship that I was in in high school. Now, as many of you also know, or those who have heard it, that that was a two-way street and that I, you know, have immense respect for the person that I was in the relationship with and he's still a really good person, but that does not negate the fact that we were in that type of situation. Now, it was not an abusive relationship or a physically abusive relationship, but it was very emotional and psychologically abusive. And I attribute this to the fact that we do not teach young adults, young children, how to be in healthy relationships. We do not teach respect. We do not teach communication. And we do not teach how to stand up for ourselves in those types of relationships. And a lot of it stems from this notion that you're too young to be in relationships. You're too young to be in love at that point in your life, which, as we all know, is so drastically untrue that it's not even funny and we are failing our kids and our teenagers by telling them that their feelings are invalid and and especially when those feelings are so powerful and so just real to them to sit there and say that they're too young to have those feelings is just mind-boggling, especially when we all know that we had them at those ages. So I think that a lot of it needs to be changed from the way that we talk to our young adults. We need to explain to them that, you know, these feelings are, you know, normal for one, and two, yes, they're powerful, but that does not mean that you let them take over your thinking, right? You know, we we teach them how to deal with anger and immense sadness and, you know, different things like that, but we don't teach them what it feels like or how to deal with the feeling of love. And maybe that's because, you know, even as adults, we don't know how to deal with it either. But a good step to changing that or fixing that is teaching, you know, basic communication of, I don't like when you do this or this makes me feel like this when you do this and just opening that bridge of communication and teaching our young adults that that is a, you know, okay. 
you know, we learned a lot about how, you know, teaching abstinence did not work, right? In schools, we had, you know, we had sex ed and then it was changed to teaching just straight abstinence and teen pregnancy rose, teen STDs, you know, skyrocketed. And it was shown that abstinence does not work because they're going to still have sex. They're going to still have intimate relationships. So why not teach them the safe way to do that? And this is the same kind of aspect and the same, you know, baseline for that as well. And, you know, if we're going to, if we've decided that we're going to still teach sex ed, then with that should be teaching healthy relationships as well. I just want to give you guys a few statistics. Nearly one in 11 females and one in 15 males, male high school students report having experienced physical dating violence. That's physical. That's not even just emotional. One in nine and one in 36 female and males respectively in high school report having experienced sexual dating violence. And 26% of women and 15% of men who were victims of sexual violence, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime first experienced these or other forms of violence by that partner before age 18. Now, if those statistics don't shock you and don't make you think that we need to change the way that we're talking to our teens, then I think you need a reality check as well. You know, the the consequences of not doing this are severe depression and, and anxiety. You know, we have our teens turning to drugs, alcohol, tobacco, antisocial behaviors, lying, bullying, stealing. And then also at the, you know, one of the biggest problems that we have is suicide as well. And that a lot of those can stem from relationships, right? It doesn't have to be a relationship with a boyfriend or girlfriend, but it can be a relationship with a best friend or the relationship you have with your peers. But if we don't teach them healthy relationships in their intimate relationships, then they're not also going to learn how to have relationships and, you know, healthy relationships with the other people around them. So it all starts with just teaching them the basics of a healthy relationship. Now, I think that to do that, we need to, you know, during the 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 preteen and teen years, it's critical that youth begin learning to create and maintain healthy relationships, you know, learning how to communicate, like I said. And a lot of that starts at home. And, you know, the first intimate relationship that you have is with your parents, right? Domestic violence does not mean that it has to be a spouse, right? It can be a parent and a child. It can be a stepchild. It can be anybody that you live with, roommates. You know, if you're living together, that can be considered domestic violence. So it it really needs to start at home and, you know, teaching those healthy relationships at home you know, get them into emotional, social emotional learning programs. There are very, there are lots for, for youth out there. And then, you know, try to find healthy relationship programs for, for couples, but for young adults, getting the, them into those. If your child is LGBTQ, finding 
programs that are specifically geared towards, you know, teaching them one, how to respect themselves, how to, you know, navigate life in the world that we live in today where they, you know, have to learn how to navigate life as an LGBTQ, you know, just finding different programs for them as well. It can also start as early as preschool, you know, with that family engagement, that enrichment, teaching them those, again, those healthy relationship aspects. We've talked a lot about healthy relationships, but what does that mean? For me, that means mutual respect, right? Relationships are two-sided and we teach our kids how to respect authority, how to respect elders, and but we don't ever teach them how to respect people that are their own age, that are, you know, they're the people that they are interacting with every single day at school and, and you know, and, and things like that. So, you know, teaching that mutual respect, teaching trust, and that you should be able to rely on the person that you are partners with and consent. Consent is a huge huge part of this and so is boundaries. Consent and boundaries are huge. So, you know, like I said before, teaching abstinence is not, you know, something that has been productive and so, you know, teaching that healthy sex education is is really um, beneficial, but that also means that teaching these young adults that it's okay to talk to your partner about consent. Hey, I don't want to do this. And then it goes back to that mutual respect from the other person, you know, not going to their friends and saying, you know, they, you know, she won't or he won't sleep with me. So I'm going to you know, ruin their reputation or anything like that. And having that mutual respect of those boundaries of what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. And just that open and honest communication. And again, a lot of this comes from home. You have to be comfortable talking with your children about their bodies and their development. And you have to be able to answer questions that arise and not feel like you need to hide answers from them. You know, at 16, 17, 18 years old, you should be able to talk to your child about those types of things. And even at young ages, teaching kids boundaries and teaching them that, you know, this is okay, this is not okay. And, you know, finding age appropriate topics to discuss with them that also teach them these boundaries, teach them about consent and, and things like that. So this was just a short kind of, you know, 15 minute introduction to teen dating violence. We have tons of resources, you know, within our programs. And if you guys are looking for more information on how to start that conversation with your teen or even your, you know, elementary, middle school aged kids, please reach out to me. I'm more than happy to, you know, help you walk through that and maybe set some some topics that you can discuss with them and, you know, just begin that conversation to having healthier relationships all around. If you guys need anything from me, you know, you can always reach out and find me all over social media to Thriving ATL and on Facebook as Heather Lynn. And then our website is thriving.org. And I look forward to hearing from all of you. 
If you or anyone you know has been victimized by domestic violence, please reach out to us for resources and ways our organization can help you. You can find us on social media at 2thrivingatl, T-O, thriving, A-T-L, or online at 2thriving.org.